0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allantempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. Jonah, first chapter, four through the six verses. However, the Lord hurled a great wind on the sea, and there was a great storm on the sea so that the ship was about to break up. Then the sailors became afraid, and every man cried out to his Mm god, And they hurled the cargo which was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone below into the stem of the ship, had lain down and fallen sound asleep. So the captain approached him and said, Jonah, how is it that you are sleeping? Get up. Call on your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. Just for a few moments this morning, the sermon title is The Other Story. The Other Story. And if I could use for a subtitle, the story within the story. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come here now to this preaching hour. God, I ask that I decrease as you increase, that the words that are coming forth from me are actually from you. Use me as the vessel to deliver the message this morning, God, so that someone. Who is not saved may be saved and give their life to you. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Amen. The story of the story of Jonah may be a familiar one to some, yet, some people may have not heard of the story. So let me just give you a brief synopsis of the story of Jonah. Jonah was a prophet who was commanded by God to go to the city of Nineveh to warn the people to turn away from their wicked ways. Knowing that the people of Nineveh were wicked, Jonah naturally wouldn't want to go there to preach. Jonah felt that Nineveh was inevitably going to fall because of God's judgment against it. Jonah does not want to go to Nineveh because Nineveh might repent and thereby be saved. Have you ever felt that there are some people in your lives that you have met that may not be worth saving? Let's be honest. We have come across some bad people in our lives who felt that we felt that they didn't deserve God's grace, love, or mercy. Well, let me remind you, God forgave you, he looked beyond your faults and saw your needs. You may not always been living a so-called Christian life. I'm, I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, let's be careful on how we look down on God's children. Amen? So Jonah says, I'm not going to do it. And rushes down to Joppa and takes a passage in a ship headed to Tarnish that would carry him in the opposite direction, thinking he could escape God. Now, I can relate to Jonah, because God has called me three times to answer the call of ministry. The First time, I just finished college, and I was starting my life. And I said, well, God, you know, I, I just want to get things going. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready yet. Several years later, God called me into the ministry. I said, God, I have to raise my kids and put them through college. Third time God called me, I was living my best life. Wow. I had a real good job. I was traveling all over the country. I was doing my own thing, staying in five-star hotels. Or I was I, I was living it up. I was doing training for EPA. I mean, I, I was the man, I, I was it, they called me the franchise at work. So I told God, nah, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to go into ministry, but what I'll do, I'll do as I always do, I'll go to church, pay him out a little bit of money, and then when the preachers say amen, I'm out the door. So. I'm doing what I wanted to do. But just like Jonah, God had other plans. I was disobedient and did not want the responsibility, nor I wanted to invest time in people. Well, Reverend Nefty, I lost my good job. Could not get a job because I was overqualified whatever that means. So after a year I got a job dealing with these juvenile delinquents who did not care about life and the school administration cared even less about them. I was working 18 hours a day and I was angry. I was angry. I said, God, You want me to love these kids and give them some direction and deal with this racist school administration? Because at Berkshire Farm, 99% of the kids were black and brown, and 95% of the administration were white. So I'm just setting the stage. Needless to say, I didn't like the job. And I refused to do it. I said, I'm going back to the state. So I applied for jobs and I applied for jobs and I applied for jobs. Nothing, nothing happened. So finally I said, You know what, God? You win. You win. Fine. I'll do this crummy job. You know, I'll fight the administration. I'll love these kids. I'll give them some direction. And I did that. And if those of you who know me, When I go to battle, I go to battle. I go with both arms. I'm all in. So I was all in. I put all my blood, sweat, and tears into that job for six months and helped a lot of kids. Well, after six months, I got two offers from the state. And I went back working for the state after doing what God wanted me to do. So like Jonah, who took off and disobeyed God, God wanted him to do what God wanted him to do, but Jonah wanted to do his own thing. So he sneaks onto the ship, sailing to tarnish, goes below deck, gets comfortable, and falls asleep. Now keep in mind, God was not done with Jonah yet. God's in a huge storm that disrupted All of Jonah's carefully laid plans to get away. Verse 4 and 5 says, the Lord hurled a great wind on the sea, and there was a great storm, so that the ship was about to break up. Now when you run away from God, you have to realize there's no way you can hide. God knows where you are all the time. You ever been disobedient? then have a storm in your life and wonder why God is allowing these things to happen, you may say, well, I'm not going to pay my bills. I'm not going to give to that church. I'm not going to help anybody. I'm not going to do anything. Well, 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 7 says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty." for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, unholy, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, heartless, and unappreciable, slanderous without self-control, not loving God. Avoid such people. Leviticus 26, 14 and 16 says, the Lord says, if you will not obey my commandments, you will be punished. If you refuse to obey my laws and commands and break the covenant I made with you, I will punish you. I will bring disaster on you, incurable diseases and fevers that will make you blind and cause your life to waste away just for being this obedient. So, th- as the storm is raging on the sea, the sailors became very afraid. Every man cried out to his God, small g. Now, it appears that the ship's crew was a mixture of men who worship pagan gods. And as everyone cried out, Nothing happened. Most likely a worshipping the god of Baal, who they believed controlled the heavens and the sea. Their god could not have been some type of idol or person or thing, you know, a statue. But that's who they were praying to. Now sometimes we make people we make things in our lives our god whether it's our spouse, significant other, our children, our homes, our jobs, etc. And there's nothing wrong with having nice things. But be careful not to worship those things. Several years ago when I was in Albany, I had asked someone if they were going to church. I said, hey, brother, you going to church today? He said, no, nah, i got to wash my car. Granted, he had a nice car. But he thought that was more important than going to church. Two weeks later, somebody stole his car. Well. Exodus 20 says, you should have no other gods before me. Nothing, nothing, Brother Eve, should be put in front of God. Let me say that again. Nothing should be put in front of God. So the sailors being afraid that the ship was going to break up started throwing things overboard. They figured if they lightened the load, that would save the ship. Why is it that when we are in trouble, man does his best to fix the problem on his own? Why is it that when we are in trouble, we want to cry out to God? As we say down south in South Carolina, people should stay prayed up. You should pray in season and out of season. Pray without ceasing. So when trouble comes, you don't have to worry. You know, the sailors got so afraid. Now they want to cry out and pray. We, as a people of God, as Christians, have to stop worrying when trouble comes knocking at our door. Fear and belief cannot exist in the same space, just like light and darkness cannot exist in the same space. So I say, just trust God. Even when we are often tossed and driven on this restless sea of time, when somber skies and howling tempests oft succeed a bright sunshine, we know that by and by. When the morning comes, we will tell the story how we overcome by trusting God that he will make a way. He will bring us through. For if he did it before, he'll do it again. Because we serve the same God, the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the same God. So stop worrying. God will see you through. Our God is not like the limited false gods of the ancients. Our God is a maker of all things. And his sphere of influence and power encompasses everything. That's not something like the ancient sailors were used to. So even when Jonah, being defiant, the sailors asked him, what do we need to do? Quiet the sea. Jonah said, throw me overboard. Then the sea will quiet down. It, it's interesting that Jonah was willing to die than to do what God asked him to do. It's, it's, it's just interesting. i rather die than to serve God. Hmm, my Lord. So now the captain comes, and he approaches Jonah and says, How is it that you are sleeping? Get up! Call on your God. Your God. Now, the captain didn't believe in Jonah's God, but yet he wanted him to call on his God. See, the captain was in a desperate situation. Desperate. Realizing that their gods had no power. Their gods were helpless to the sailors. Although the captain didn't know that Jonah's god had superiority, he wanted to appeal to everyone, mm-hmm. hopes that one of these gods would spare their lives. Brothers and sisters, sometimes when we get in a bind, we will try every trick in the book. We may resort back to what we used to do. We may become desperate, just as the captain, because we don't know where our help is coming from. But I remind you that you should read Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Well, wait a minute, Captain. You you worship a pagan god, and you want Jonah to call on his god? Hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. Just like I was confused when someone had asked me, or someone said that they didn't believe in God. They said they had a terrible childhood. Bad things happened to them. How could God allow such things to happen? I don't know, because his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. But what's interesting, a couple of weeks later, the same person called me and said, Ken, My friend is in the hospital. Can you pray for them? And I'm saying, pray to who? Who who do you want me to pray to? You told me you don't believe in God. So you want me to pray for your friend even when you don't believe in God? She said, well, Ken, you have more faith than I do. You have more belief than I do. Maybe your prayer will get to my friend. Now, that's interesting. The reason why this is so important, and and this is the crux of the story, because the sailors and the captain knew who Jonah was. They knew he was a man of God because Jonah had told them that he was Hebrew and that he'd worship the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. This is important for three reasons, and I want you to listen very carefully at these three reasons. First, for the most part, people know who you are, or you believe you might be some type of spiritual person, I don't know. They may know just enough to approach you to do the things that they wouldn't ask other people to do. because you label yourself as a Christian. Now that means something to some people, even people outside of the church. When you tell people you are a Christian, there is a certain expectation people may have of you they may not have of other people. them may ask the preacher or the minister to pray for them, or they may ask you, because, again, they know you go to church. So they are assuming you have a relationship with God. I said assuming. Okay? Just like those sailors who are calling, who, whose calling and election may not be secure, they look at us. They look at you. as either having more faith, more belief, are a closer relationship with God than they do. Maybe they see that there's something in you that they don't see in themselves. For this reason, in their moments of distress, chaos, and doubt, they do not believe enough that their prayer will be effective. The sailors knew their God could not calm the storm, but they knew someone who knows someone that could. You see, you got to know that you know that you know that you know, sister Yvette, that God is real, that he will make a way out of no way. He will make your enemies your footstool. He can pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on solid ground. Brothers and sisters, don't lose hope. Don't give up. Just believe you that God is able. He can make the impossible the possible. We may see it with our limited human eyes that things are impossible, but nothing, nothing is impossible to God. He can move mountains out of your way. He can do things. Beyond your imagination because he is God and he is God all by himself. secondly, God is a merciful God in response Jonah does not God does not execute Jonah or zap him with lightning Again, going back to what I said earlier, there may be some people in our lives we were like the zap. Tell the truth and shame the devil. We all haven't been living this Christian life all our lives. There have been some people that have rubbed us the wrong way, Brother Carl. And we want an end for them. But vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Don't be concerned about zapping people, you know. Although, it, it, it would be nice if I could just say, you know, but see, we are not God. Thank God we are not God. A lot of people would be in trouble. People on our jobs. Stop, stop there. <laughs> Sister Joyce said, stop there. Don't, don't go any further. Because I could start naming a lot of places where we want to zap people. But thank God, God is God. On the contrary, God pursues Jonah through the storm and the waves. God calls Jonah once again. Rather than punishing him, God continues to invite Jonah into the divine mission. Even when Jonah refused, God remained merciful. Let me break it down for you. When we mess up, God is merciful. When problems come, God is merciful. When we stop coming to church, God is merciful. When we start doing things on our own, God is still merciful. God was merciful to me when I was running away. He didn't give up on me. He didn't give up on you. God was still merciful. Are you running away from God? Is there something that God wants you to do? And you're telling God, no, I don't want to do it. I love living my life because it's comfortable. No one bothers me. No one calls me 1 o'clock in the morning, Reverend Nefty, and say, pray for me. I got a situation. There are things going on in our lives. There's no one bothering you in times where you are enjoying yourself. Are you running? Are you running from God who is calling you to do something and you refuse to do it? Are you like Jonah walking the other way? No, God, it's too hard. It takes up too much of my time. I'm doing other things, Brother Walter. I don't have time to devote myself to the church like I should. I don't have time to do all those things that they want me to do. Don't call on me, pastor. I'm busy. But you're not telling the pastor no. You're saying no to God. And yet, God is still merciful. Still. Finally, the story within the story is you. You are the story within the story. How are you living? Are you living like a Christian ought? How is your walk today? Are you walking in which people can come to you for guidance and for prayer? Are your bad habits exposed? What is your story? Is your story one of blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, or what a foretaste of glory divine? Or are you like the sailors? worshiping people, and other things? Are you having doubts about your belief? For when times get hard and the going gets tough, who do you lean on? Who do you lean on in those times? Are you calling family members? Are you calling friends? Are you calling associates? Are you calling everybody but God? Who are you calling? Are you becoming more Christ-like? Are you surrendering to God? One thing about Jonah that we can say about him, Jonah did not panic. Jonah remained calm during the storm, for he knew that there is a God that sits high and looks low. And we shouldn't freak out either. Your soul should be anchored in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust God, for he will see you through. What is your story, brothers and sisters? Don't be like the sailors. Trust God and believe in your heart that he will bring you out. For if God brought you to it, he will bring you through it. This ain't the first time you've had problems in your life. This ain't the first time you've had sickness. Saying the first time you've struggled. God is still the same God. So why are you worrying? Why are you afraid? God walks with you and he talks with you each and every day. For so he said in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So are you trusting God? The God of heaven? Or are you trusting someone else? I'm going to tell you, your job will disappoint you. Your family will disappoint you. The ministers will disappoint you. We are human. We are limited. We can only do but certain things. But I know someone that can do all things. That make all things possible. It's Jesus. He is the only one. For God loves us. He loves us so much. That he gave his only begotten son. That Whosoever believeth on him shall never perish. But have everlasting life. Jesus died so that we may live. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He died for our sins on an old rugged cross in Calvary. But thank God. Thank God. Somebody said, thank God. That's not how the story ends. For after three days, he got up. He got up with power in his hands. He defeated death. He defeated that old Satan. He let everyone know that I am the I am. And I'm the only one that's worthy to be praised. Thank God, church. We have a God that loves us. A God that looks out for us. And that is why today we can sing that old familiar song, My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood. And righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy, holy, holy lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Trust Him, trust Him. God is a good God, He will never leave you nor forsake you. Just trust Him. And he will see you through. God bless you. God bless you.